Welcome to the Foray Music Podcast. I'm Charlie. I'm Alexandria. And I'm Amy. On this week's pod, it's time to rock the vote. Thelonious Monks, Sage, If Strange Advice, New Music, and more. First off, what's new? What's on your mind, everyone? Want to go first, Jamie? I would love to go first. We this is like freshly on my mind because we just watched this documentary tonight. We watched the Selena Gomez documentary called um, "My Mind and Me." Yeah, and it was really good. It was heavy because she has been through a lot of things with mental health and with her um, lupus. Yeah, she has has had had has uh lupus um among just a lot of other life hurdles but i always love when artists release sort of that type of diary documentary vibe because it's sort of cool to see like a behind the scenes you know like version of not the news saying their tea you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like it's like they're yeah. sort of like yeah it's sort of like you get to see their take and she's just been through a lot so and it was cool to see her childhood and i love home videos of people and then the song in the credits was like killing um and it just got released i think the whole thing just got released really recently the song release date was november 3rd but i'm pretty sure the documentary is also fresh so i would definitely recommend watching it it's heavy but for some reason, it didn't really like bum me out. It was just really honest. Yeah, very human. Yeah. Like so many times, like being a like popular figure, mm-hmm. you get dehumanized. Mm. So I think that's like this is her way of like combating that like dehumanization that she's like experienced. Yeah. Through the media, which I think is a great way to do it. And she was like, so it like exemplified her artistry as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, she's always been performing, literally, since she was like. Did she say seven? Seven, I think, was when she did Barney. So crazy! Like, imagine, imagine being famous since you were were seven. That was the most profound thing I think she said tonight. That hit me was she was like, "I don't want to be famous." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I've been working my entire life, literally, entire life. That's brutal. I think there's a new Barney documentary coming out, by the way. Really? Like an expose. Yeah. The oh the dark side of Barney. Did you guys watch Barney when you were growing up or no? Is that like before Absolutely your time? Not. I, did, I not. did. I love you. It was not you love me. I know that family. though. That's so it must have been like in school and stuff, but no, I never I didn't watch TV. I'm not kidding. Wow. You're cool. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to my parents, man. <laughs> I think they saved you. <laughs> Honestly, well, actually, though, I, I would my 15 year old self would hate me for saying this, but I think it did cause some cool things in my life. Yay. Anyway, were you allowed to like drink like soda when you were little? Because <laughs> you have Capri Sun. I drank it on. No, we literally didn't have Capri Sun. We, <laughs> that wasn't like banned, though, or anything. We just didn't have it in the house. But wait, what was your question? Do you drink soda? Did you eat like yeah, no, uh, no, no. like on cereal, special like sugar, sugary cereal? It was like, 
when I went to visit, no, like literally when I went to visit my godmother, that's when I would have soda. And it was always a special occasion because we never had it in the house. Oh my gosh. They were hip though. I feel like that paints yeah. them like so weird. Like I love my parents, but no, they were just soda. Like, caring for your mind and body. I watched three movies as a kid, Wizard of Oz, <laughs> um, Mary Poppins, and The Sound of Music. Those are the three that oh, those I watched are great movies. over and over again. And now that I am a nanny, I've been watching Phineas and Ferb. Which is such a good show. Okay. Sorry. This was like really, really far from where we were. I love that though. Cause like now you can be in touch with like your um, childhood spirit. Like now, instead of like being like, oh, I don't want to watch Phineas and Ferb, but you can be like squirrels in my pants. You know, I love that song. I love that. Song. I do not know. You got to check it out, Charlie. It's so funny. It's like oh. squirrels in my pants. It's like killing. No, but like TV does kill your mind, I think. <laughs> oh More so than TikTok or something? That, that also kills your mind. I don't know. Oh my gosh. No. Who, who else? Does someone else want to go? Watch oh, uh, my mind. In um, I'll go next. Um, so uh, if you aren't watching, which you should watch when we upload this on the YouTubes, um, the Astros won the World Series. <laughs> And we did not cheat. That was going to be my we, first question. Alex got we, so mad at me earlier. Because Amy said that we are cheaters. And we cheated in 2017. Mind you, 2017. Uh, what is this? Did they play the Cubs then? That is old news. Because, because <laughs> I think what happened was like one of my best friends like vehemently was like not having it with the Astros. And that's why I had everybody, that in my brain. Everybody hated oh, the Astros. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so I... Anyways, we won fair and square. Fair and square. Fair and square. And um, I was so cute. My there is like they shut down the city on Monday because they were having the Astros parade. Everyone had off from school except so for like cute. real college people, but like middle schools, high schools, elementary schools, they had off. My mom, she called me in the morning. She's like, "Hi, Alexandria. I'm off from work today." I was like. I'm happy for you. And she like dressed up in her Astros gear. She did not go to the parade. She said, I do not feel like being bumped around. She's like, she like sent me a little picture. She had on her pair, like her, all her like Astros gear with in front of the TV. Oh my gosh. Like I'm, I'm at the parade in the living room, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, we are world series champions. Um, We did not cheat. Um, So this is fair and square. We're the best um, in the world. Thank so, you very much. Houston. Houston, and I'm in Yankees world, but that's okay. So, so, anyways, that, I'm very happy. I'm very proud to rep um, Houston all day, every day. All good things. Houston's the best city in the world. I'm um, not afraid to say that. Okay, I'm done. Charlie. <laughs> did you see that? Wait, did you see the thing with like Kate Upton or something like giving the middle finger yes. to like a, I don't, uh, it was uh, it was um, the Phillies uh, fans. The Phillies fans, yeah. Uh, I thought that was yeah, really she's funny. Like, yeah, like, is she Houston. from Houston? I don't think so. Oh. I don't know. But, I think you know, she's from Everybody Texas, just right? loves Houston. All good things are she from Houston. I really remember a hang in Miami where you got into a debate with someone and you were talking about how Houston is the best city ever. It's literally the best city ever. It's like one of the most. I I can go. I'll on come. And on and I'll come all. through. Like. Next foray reunion is going to be in Houston. <laughs> I wish. Not New York, Houston. Houston. I love best food. 
mm. one of the most diverse cities in the nation. Like I, I took it for granted, like growing up in Houston, because my friend group looked so diverse. It was mm. not just like one, you know, person from like, it wasn't like one culture or like one, you know, ethnicity or whatever. It was just like literally so diverse and not even just like, like race wise, but people like internationally would come to Houston, like, cause we have some really good schools and mm. I don't know. I just loved, and it's so cheap, so cheap, so cheap. <laughs> My goodness, it was culture shock when I saw real prices. Oh, oh and H-E-B, that's all I have to say, best grocery store in the world, hands down, H-E-B. Oh, I don't want to fight about that, but Wegmans. <laughs> H-E-B is huge, and things are all local. <laughs> it's just grown. She goes... Ah, <laughs> uh, loca. Uh, Henry E. Butts. That's my man's. <laughs> Charlie. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have a thing. It's not really a big thing, but um, I posted this on the um on the foray uh, Instagram because so I follow this um I follow this group called Luminate that does like um, they post like different things about like the music industry, like different kind of like data points and numbers and all that kind of stuff. So I saw this in my email this morning, diehard fans of Taylor Swift in the U S spend 46% more time per week listening to music. Whoa. So that's compared, compared to the average listener. That's amazing. Um, and a diehard fan is just someone who says that they like her a lot. Like that's the only so like so Taylor Swift fans listen to forty six percent more music than spend more forty six percent more time listening to music than normal normal people. <laughs> I wonder if they're like what listening to Taylor Swift just like mm. more or are they listening to like music in general more? That's so I don't know. That's really cool. I don't know. I have very little analysis, but I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Um, why don't we hop into the newsletter? Yes, squirrels in my pants. Now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> cool. So the this week's newsletter was called "I Voted," which I did. Um, and uh, we just kind of wanted to encourage. Today is election day in the U.S. Um, it is. We're taping on November eighth. On Tuesday, November eighth, this is probably going to go up on Friday, which will not be election day anymore. But it's likely that um, things were st- are still going to be getting worked out by Friday. Honestly, it's it's um, most people are saying this this uh, election is going to be a little messy. It might mm-hmm. take a little bit of time. But we highlighted a bunch of different um, a bunch of different musicians, kind of talking about how important voting is and all that kind of stuff. People from uh, Lizzo and Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish, all the way to my favorite Cardi B. Um, wow. I'm a big Cardi B fan. Most people don't know that about me. I big Cardi love B. that. Yeah, I remember. Oh my gosh, this is so weird. But I remember when um, we were like in some random like recital or something. You're like Cardi, like really, um, implemented the triplet into rap. 
you're like mm. the she like changed <laughs> rap <laughs> wow i said that i don't know if that's true <laughs> i don't i, I don't know if you said she changed rap but you're like oh my gosh like everyone's following this trend that she I was like of, oh like, she does do some to. she does so many triplets it's great i'm a boss not a worker oh my god um, i literally you know the favorite. raps charlie i already know you know them i know that part that i just said mm, <laughs> that's all I like commit you to. know it i feel like if you had to you could do it <laughs> I have to send you her interview with Ellen. I've not seen that. I cracked oh, up from like years ago, but she just does a lot of like, like all these like, <laughs> weird stuff. And it's like the best ever. Okay. Like, you, you like <laughs> Please send it to me. Um. Anyways, but uh, we hope, I hope all of you had a great voting experience. Um. The next thing on our, the next thing on our, uh, <laughs> Our newsletter this week was Monk's Advice, and I'd, I'd seen this maybe a few weeks ago. I thought it was just so cool. There's like a handwritten, it's like a handwritten um, list of advice from uh, from Thelonious Monk. And so, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting that I kind of found is um, there's this there's this like Guardian article that was talking about how Thelonious Monk was the job musician who couldn't more than wouldn't conform to the conventions of the job. Uh, he spent most of his professional life struggling to support his family, misdiagnosed and ignorantly medicated bipolar condition. Um, his stubborn refusal to follow trends made it difficult for him to achieve success he deserved, which is kind of interesting. You know, I think a lot of people will talk about him as being the most influential or, or important or whatever. I know those words kind of don't mean anything in, once in, in certain contexts, but uh, the jazz composers, like one of the most influential jazz composers and, you know, up there with like people like Duke Ellington and, you know, maybe Wayne Shorter and whoever else. But um, he doesn't have that many compositions. I think, what is it? Is it like 60 or 70 or something? 72. 72, um, which to me sounds like a lot. I might, yeah. I probably have 72, <laughs> but they're not as good as his, I guess. But, um, but I mean, you know, for, for them, you know, for the, the kind of talking about how, uh, how he maybe didn't have as much success as he maybe deserved, you know, he was on the cover of Time magazine. He was, he did like have, he, it was, you know, it was after he died, but he had a Pulitzer Prize and, um, what what I read about today, which I, I I didn't fully understand or didn't know at the time, was he was actually slated to be on the cover of Time Magazine like six months earlier, but it just so happened that like well not just so happened, but like that was right before or that was like right after JFK was assassinated. So like every like so then he wasn't on the cover for like six months or something. They like pushed it back, and then by then. By then, like the Beatles had happened, like the Beatles Ed wow. Sullivan thing had happened, and so like he was kind of like on the cover, and he was it had already kind of like the moment had kind of passed a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of kind of crazy, um, some of that, yeah. but but um, you can see his handwritten advice in our newsletter. But I kind of cherry picked a couple ones that I thought were kind of like less just out of nowhere and kind of more interesting. But um, I actually had a couple people reach out to me today. Um, saying how much they liked this list and and not jazz musicians um, by and large, but uh, some of them some of them I like was stop playing all that bullshit those weird notes play the melody um, <laughs> yeah. or 
uh, or the inside of the tune, the bridge is the part that makes the outside sound sound good. Or don't play everything or every time. Let some things go by. Some music is just imagined. And what you don't play can be more important than what you play. Yeah. Um, I like that stuff. I think, I think too, like I, I do feel that like, oh, I feel like I have to play all the stuff all the time. Yeah. It's a good reminder. Monkey a good reminder. Yeah, that's Any other, weird that previous yeah. time he wasn't considered successful, but now he's like, I don't know, to me he's like one of my like as it not like uh, like the 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 his persistence in not the fact that he was like ridiculed for, or like not given the space to completely be himself. That's so interesting. I think that's what makes him so great. I don't know. He's distinctive. I mean, you look at a lot of people that we kind of consider geniuses and, you know, they didn't make a lot of money in, in, or, you know, um, or, you know, we're not as respected as maybe they should have been in their time. Um, which is so funny because we're so obsessed with all of that stuff. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, no, a lot of them are not really, don't really do great when they're actually alive. It's kind of like an, mm -hmm. it's like a, kind of like a slower burn or something. Do you, do you truly believe that some people are ahead of their time? Like they are so far ahead that people like cannot, like simply cannot appreciate it until like the time has caught up with them. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if it does, I think a lot of that is kind of like his, you know, the, the, whoever is the winner of history or something kind of whoever the winners are write history or something, you know? Right. Um, I think sometimes people will like cherry pick historical figures to kind of like prove their points or something or to be examples or whatever. But um, yeah, I think definitely like timing is like a thing for sure um some and it's not just people it's ideas and all that kind of stuff right. it just is not the not the right circumstances for that to work or something but it doesn't mean that it's a bad idea you know um i like that it's not a bad idea it's just maybe not at the you know time that people can appreciate it it also brings up all the these ideas of like what success is and like what influences legacy true genius i don't know yeah um <laughs> yeah and like monk, monk you know monk is super eccentric too you know i mean like you just kind of look at some of this list and it's like um yeah uh, you know there's there's stuff there <laughs> it must be always night otherwise they wouldn't need the lights oh i don't I don't really know what that means. Do you, do you, do you fully? I mean, you know, the, you see videos of him playing and he like, he's getting up and like spinning around and all that kind of stuff. But, um, it's very, it's interesting. It's eccentric. Um, we, you know, we talk about Keith Jarrett, like making weird noises all the time. I mean, it's just, you know, my man, my man. I think what's funny too, what the other thing that's kind of funny about Monk too is like this whole idea of like technique or virtuosity and all that kind of stuff. And I think, yeah. I think some people will argue that he has his own sort of like virtuosic thing that he is doing. And obviously there's like a lot of stride piano going on. There's like a lot of different kinds of things. Not to get too in the weeds about all this, but um, 
it is interesting that like um yeah i think jazz especially like collegiate jazz stuff and jazz education but i think jazz in general is like very obsessed with like virtuosity and and um and so it's kind of it's kind of interesting that like the one of these important heroes i mean you know is not really virtuosic in the same sort of way or something you know or again if you listen to so a lot of his solos they're kind of a lot of the same stuff you know like there's um I don't know. He's kind of playing his thing and he's not playing anybody else's kind of thing or he's not playing like, it seems like what you should be playing or something. Um, oh, I feel but anyways. That. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Preach, please. <laughs> oh, I'm um, obsessed. I don't know. I love Monk. I, I just whenever someone is undoubtedly themselves i'm just mm -hmm. like i fall in love instantaneously it doesn't matter what you are doing like you could be a banker mm -hmm. and if you are undoubtedly yourself while being a banker i'll be like oh my gosh i love you as a human <laughs> no because so many of us just parade around like trying to be something that or mirror something that we see on in media or you know try to be acceptable toward acceptable quote-unquote to like other people and i don't know lame yeah just <laughs> yeah <laughs> no you're right and you're like, totally right i don't know i think that's what true freedom is like hmm. the ability to be oneself wholeheartedly just in whatever you do anything hmm. anyways <laughs> Nice. What's what's our next um what's our next oh, A? Alexandria. Um Lakeith Stanfield, he's an actor, responds to take off Atlanta rapper of Migos. He they he responds to his death. So it's been kind of all over social media that unfortunately take off. He died at the age of twenty-eight. After so sad. yeah, after get this, a dice game, which I think is crazy. Um, um, and he had just like done an interview where he's like, I'm ready to get my flowers. I don't want to like wait until I'm dead for people to recognize like what Migos has done for trap rap. That's what I call it. I mean, trap rap anyway. So Lakeith like is obviously outraged and he, um, writes this post and in it, he says, I, I loved, I love this at some level, we have to see our lives as valuable so that we think before we react and see another human when we look at a human man. Well, human, I don't know about man, woman for me. We must stop holding self-destructive shit up and embrace things that build us a whole so that we can lead the world in the direction of prosperity by example. And I was mm. like, oh my gosh. If we could just like put this on the front door of every Anyone. like, every front door yeah i feel like it would just help so much not only just like i know he was responding to like violence that can sometimes happen within like this gangster rap thing which we've seen with tupac big you know even selena and like and christine we were talking about christina grimmy and she passed away because you know one of her fans but it's just this violence that's around sometimes the music industry that you know but it's just like the, the, what the Keith was or Stanfield was talking about was 
just recognizing that at the end, at the other end of this person that you're saying is another human who has a family, who has, you know, maybe a, a child or like sister, brother, mom, father, step siblings, like who, some people that just care about them. Like, like we, we see that and we're like, okay, we see this another human that has people that care about them, but we also see value in ourselves. So like we not only see them as a human that have people that care about them, but we also see ourselves in them, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is just like, yeah, we have this, like, I don't know. It was kind of like a call to action on his end of like, yes, like we deal with things in this world that are hard, but that does not have to consume our mind. Um, we can treat each other with like love and respect and I sound like a hippie, no, but, <laughs> but I think this is what Lakeitha standing like was getting at. And I don't know. I just, when I needed that reset, because mm-hmm. I just saw all of this like craziness, like would just take off and like death and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like, he's like Sanfield offered this, I don't know, solace and call to action to just to like love yourself, see value in yourself and see value in other people around you anyways he ends the post which i thought or like he starts the post off which is really great he's like let's make it cool to embrace life travel and learn new things which i think this is like four a's about we're learning new things we're treating each other with love and respect and i don't know i love that i don't know i don't i don't know lakeith stanfield um he's like um i don't know i love his tiktoks you should check out his tiktoks sometimes he puts <laughs> up his like audition reels Ooh. like and they're really good he's such a good actor he was in get out um he's oh, okay. in this um oh my gosh why am i i'm really bad with titles but it's one where he like has to grow up and he like it was in theaters where he's like this telemarketer and he's like really great at it and like he has, goes up to the front well i don't know it's really good <laughs> he's also in like someone great which is on netflix i haven't seen that it's like a rom-com kind of <gasps> like let me at it but he's so oh wait hot. no yeah yeah no i don't i i don't i totally know him so sorry to bother you he's in atlanta i love yeah. atlanta yeah sorry to bother you that's the telemarketer one yeah oh okay yeah i love atlanta i've i haven't been keeping up with atlanta but childish gambino yes he's incredible he's my boy yeah. i wish i started a bit i started a bit with jocelyn where i was like our roommate sorry <laughs> where i was like hey did you know that donald glover and childish Gambino are the same person i know <laughs> i know <laughs> i just think it's funny that is i think that's really heavy i think one of the heaviest things about that is like remembering every day that life is so valuable yeah and kind of like letting that be i kind of like that because that with that mindset it's just sort of for me even i maybe it would make other people dark but it sort of i think it sort of brightens each day in a way yeah. because then like smaller things become perhaps more meaningful and i think there's like a tendency to just kind of like shut up down and do the thing it's like and then i have to do this and i have to do this yeah. but that for me reminds me like 
hold up a second. This is I dope. Like do I'm alive right yeah. now. Have the opportunity to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like what you're talking about with um with the documentary you watch. You know, like this like humanizing other people. You know, I, I think that's kind of what you're saying. What both of you are saying. You know, this it's like this other person that's like opposite from me. It's like they woke up in the morning, you know, <laughs> like just like I did, and they were they're they have all these vulnerable parts to their lives, you know, and. Mm -hmm. They're not just like an object, you know, like they, right. there's this, all this other stuff going on. Um, Helps with forgiveness too. Yeah. Ooh. La, la, la. <laughs> okay. Well, there's new music this week. Um, Alexander, do you want to start off with uh, Lainey Wilson? Yes, of course. Oh my gosh. Louisiana queen. Um, so um, I've, first got obsessed with Lainey Wilson because she has a song called uh, Things a Man Ought to Know and she's just like I can do all these things that a man can do the man should learn how to do that anyways she has this uh, new album out called Bell Bottom Country ah! she brings back that old country sound with more than a tinge of flair flair get it because flair jeans bell bottom jeans <laughs> oh! I'm loving there's a wink in the newsletter <laughs> Anyways, she um, when she talks about this record, Apple Music now has a place where you can talk about your records. Oh, so like yeah. you can like look up what they say. But she said, and that's what this record is about. It's about leaning into whatever it is that makes you you. Yeah, hashtag monk. It's about leaning into your story, your sound, where you're from, how you were raised, and being proud of it and being unapologetically that. Yes. Ooh. And this album does just that. If you're a country fan, I suggest if you're not a country fan, I suggest it. It's good. I like that. I did check it out a little bit today. <laughs> oh Charlie's gosh. like, uh. it is very country. Hillbilly. Yeah. One of them's called Hillbilly Hippie. <laughs> it's very cool, though. Um, call this episode hashtag monk. Hashtag monk. I love that. Anyway, sorry. No one will know what we're talking <laughs> about. The, um, uh, the next one is uh, by a band called Kansas Plates. And um, this is really uh, the project of a friend of mine, Patrick Horrigan, who, who I've played with a bunch. Um, he was not exactly a student, but he was kind of in that zone. And then, and then he was in my band in Minnesota. And this is not quite country, but it definitely has like American roots kind of stuff. So it's an instrumental album and there's some like cool saxophone stuff on it. It's not really jazz either. It's like this kind of weird, like Bill Frizzell kind of like chilly kind of thing. Um, but it's cool. Definitely check it out. I think we're going to, I think I'm going to do kind of like a quick interview with him, with Patrick uh, sometime in the next week or two to learn more a little bit about this album, but it's cool. It's a, it's an EP and, um, and it's very cool. Kansas plates. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then the last one was uh, Smino. Oh yes. The St. Louis born rapper that has quote, mastered sultry falsettos, funkified productions and clever wordplay released love for rent this past week. Um, Pitchfork said the rapper's third album is an innovative is an invitation into his domestic sphere in all of its messiness, controversies, and communal joy. Uh, so I've been listening to this a little bit the last like week or so. 
I think it's cool. I, I dig it. Um, people oh, have been kind of saying that it's kind of like uh, kind of outcasty vibes almost, kind of like outcast a little bit. So I don't know. Alex, you seem to you seem to like that. Comment. I like you know I love outcast. Oh, nice. I love both. I shouldn't have said that. I love both. Like <laughs> good rap. What do you know about Smino? Yeah, I don't. I didn't know much about him before this. He was before... no name stuff. I oh, say, okay. I, really, I think I know some stuff, but it's all like, yeah, you know, he's still much in the very much like in there. conscious rap vibe. Mm. Um, cool. but I don't know. I just I always like people who can like sing a bit, mm -hmm. rap a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, we had some honorable oh. mansions, the new Drake and, Drake, uh, 21, and 21 Savage. Savage. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't listened to either of those. So what's the, you were kind of saying, you got mixed feelings about the Drake thing. I, I Is that do. true? I haven't listened to it. I'm trying not to be problematic on the podcast. Okay. But I, I don't suggest that women listen to the album. Oh, wow. What? I don't Drake. suggest men listen to the album either. Oh, um, who's left? Some pretty toxic um, ideas regarding women. Um, and I, I felt, you know how like you, you're, you're with your, your like grandmother or something and oh, like no. you play your music and she's like, turn that racket off. That's how I felt because I was trying you know, I can love Drake. Like, I love me some, like, champagne poppy. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I really want to love this album. I really, really want to love this album. And I I cannot <laughs> love the album. The beats, the production, beautiful. <laughs> the rapping. <laughs> the content. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> not it's i don't think it's good like the messages that he's sending out are, are not so you I say it gets like, one out of three chef's kiss chef's uh, kisses yeah one out of one three out of three yeah i probably sound like a grandmother but i just more and more lyrics are they can be so explicit to the point of like it can be uncomfortable to listen to because you're like you just said that yeah one you of, just said that about of, that human being. Yes. In the way that you think he of them. He comes at Serena Williams and her husband. And I'm just like, what? And then one of the songs is named P word. We know what the P word is and millions. Ah. Because that's, he's like, that's what all men like need to focus on and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's get gross. out, get out. I don't want to hear this. I you want to throw up a little. It does feel like there's a bit of like an arms race. I mean, maybe there always was, but I think like, um, I don't know. It's like the, there's like an arms race to be shocking, but it's like, you have to be shocking all the time and like really in extreme ways, you know, it, it just seems like it's like kind of, there's like no, no press is bad press kind of a, kind of like a situation happening. And I just wonder if, I don't know. Again, yeah, that makes me sound really old and lame or something, but. Turn this racket off. You know, it's going to poison your brain. I just like, I'm just wondering like why, whatever. Because he can. People, I know, but like when it crosses lines into like not treating people like humans, it's like a little weird. Yeah. Like in terms of the way that we speak about each other. Yeah. Since I don't know, I just, I'm always in awe when the priority isn't, you know, human first 
Yeah. Stanfield back at you. I mean, do you but, think like, um, like what response? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what my answer to this question is, but I wonder like what responsibility artists have to like whatever, you know, like kind of like set a standard or like, or kind of set a narrative or something around things, you know, I think particularly kind of what you're talking about, Alexandria is like, um, you know, how men treat women or something, you know, and that, that kind of thing. I, you know, it's just kind of like, so you have your freedom of expression and everything. I don't think anybody's arguing against that, but. Right. But um, when a room full of people are listening to you, I think that's what you're getting at. It's like, and especially like a, along to that and yeah especially like when i think about that i especially think about like a lot of young men like mm -hmm. listening to that and being influenced by that and being like oh yeah i wasn't really feeling that but drake said that and drake's yeah. cool and rich and stuff and so i should say that too and i should think that you know and yeah um I don't know. I think there's like a, some of that's kind of almost like brainwashing, you know, in a way well, where it brings up this weird thing where it's like a lot of times I think the artist is just processing their own life, but then a lot of people don't think for themselves. So they just like any input they get, they're like, Oh yeah. Oh no. That's what I think too. Mm -hmm. So then it almost turns around again and is like, then as an artist, I do think, I do think there's a responsibility. I don't know. I even like whenever I make music, sometimes I'm acutely aware if I ever use a curse word even because <laughs> because yeah. I know like like young people that I have interfaced with in jobs and in my community like will hear it or see it or whatever. But yeah, this is like a whole different level. This is like how how it's do you how do you view as a man? How do you view women? Yeah. What are we, what what is that for people? Are they human? For him, yeah. no. Do they exist apart from belonging to? Anyway, I could. It was. Yikes! I I know my answer to those questions. That, but. <laughs> I I just I'm really trying to. I I don't know. I've been getting really riled up these past couple podcasts. <laughs> but that's what we're here for. Riled up. He came at Megan the Stallion and he first he questioned her interaction with, you know, the whole incident with I'd forget the rapper's name where like people invalidated her situation. And then he came at her intelligence. Mm. I'm like, OK, Drake, where's your college degree? Because she was having a whole career and going to school and received a whole college degree. So like. What, yeah. what are you? kind of weird like why are you why do you need to come at her she's empowering women and who what are you doing sorry oh my gosh well that's that i love i like thing. i love hate drake there's a whole debate about how like in the rap scene like rap rappers that identify as women who say things everyone's like <gasps> how dare she speak so vulgarly about herself and others and then you listen to men rap and it's like yeah damn that's <laughs> yeah. arguably much grosser but it's fine because they're yeah. cool i have such a i have so much less of a problem with like cardi b saying things about the, like you know about like female anatomy or something i have i have like absolutely no problem with her doing it 
like but i have a I, I i for some reason it's different i mean well maybe not for some reason but i think it's different when a guy says you know is I talking it is, about yeah. it there's an idea of power that goes on yeah in a lot yeah, of for cases sure. like a lot of cases yeah i mean yeah i don't know what's going on with i i'm not a like a drake um scholar yeah, or something also. I, I should I, be transparent and say that like i have not checked out this yeah album. i don't i all of i've i've like texted my, a lot of my friends and um I was like, how do you feel about this new Drake album? And most of them re- responded like the same. Like, I can't believe that he's because he's like he's certified lover boy. Like, usually he says things that like women are like, oh, my God, Drake. Well, that might be then that literally maybe might be a marketing su- plot. Yeah, play. maybe it's like, a surprise. Yeah. How do you I think? I yeah, it does feel like that. Money. Well, I don't know if you saw like he's doing like a f- kind of a fake press tour. Where he's like, I didn't see that. he's not actually doing a press tour, but he's like, he made all this content that made him look like he was on a press tour where they just like splice stuff together. Like, um, yeah, like he did like a fake Howard Stern interview where it's like they just, he's just like sitting on a, he's sitting on a couch or by a green screen. They made it look like the Howard Stern show or whatever. And then they like spliced Howard Stern being like, yeah, so I don't know, like you get with a bunch of girls, huh? And then they go to Drake and he's like, yeah, I don't know. And then like Howard Stern responded to this too. He's just like, I thought this was kind of funny. It's just kind of weird though. Like it's like yeah. they they did like a fake interview with me. <laughs> and he's like, I guess I don't even have to interview anybody anymore. They can just like, splice. they can just like splice me going like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, but of course that whole interview too was like about like the, all the fake Howard Stern interview is about like how many girls that drake is having sex with or whatever you know it's like it and he just it's for is manufactured you know it's completely manufactured by drake and his people i don't know yeah it's a little gross um anyways uh let's finish it up here with some extra credit so bono on the uh late show with uh, stephen colbert um is talking about how improvisation is at the heart of what you two does so um colbert was kind of asking him about like his songwriting process and uh, he was talking about like how much they are improvised, like everyone in the band is like improvising and how like that's like the, that's the um, genesis of all of the songs that they write and like their whole kind of process. And um, I thought it was kind of sweet. It's kind of a nice little, inter- it's a nice little short kind of clip interview on the, in the um, newsletter. So it's, it's, I'm not a huge G2 fan, honestly, but I think, but it's cool. And, and they're, they're really influential and in everything as a, as a band and Bono's a very influential person. And, um, so it's kind of cool. Whenever improvisation is spoken about <laughs> to people, yeah. I'm always like, yes, <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Like see improvisation leads to lots of money. It <laughs> definitely <laughs> Definitely leads to financial success. This is proof. Bono said it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's the that's our newsletter for this week. Um, Amy, do you wanna do you wanna read us out? Absolutely, I do. Um, thank you for listening and supporting Four A Music. Remember to like and subscribe. And just a note that if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us a lot, and we would love to read and highlight your comments. Talk to us <laughs> on next week's show. Okay. For more, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at 4 Music. 
subscribe to our newsletter at foraymusic.com and check out our website at foraymusic.com. Did I do that right? Did I say that substack? Good. I don't think I did. Our newsletter oh. is at foraymusic.substack.com. <laughs> Apologies, everybody. Cool. Apologies. And what's our uh, what's our Alex. quote for this week, Alexandria? So far, so good, Mister John Legend. John Legend, he did it again. <laughs> okay, well, um, happy voting, everybody, and uh, we think you're super. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.